Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports Podcast with your host, Mr. Baraj. And we have a lot to cover today. And we got hit with a copyright strike, which I was notified earlier today. So we will not be hearing Lil Uzi Vert's slow down version of that song that I used to play in the beginning or still Dre beat because they've hit me with the copyright strike and they're like, you know, you can't be doing this anymore. You're not big enough yet. So I'm going to have to find a new intro. So I will hit you guys with a new intro in the beginning. But anyways, let's get to the show today. So funny thing before I get into uh, what I want to discuss, which was obviously the Dallas Cowboys, the NFL and the Los Angeles Lakers as the NBA season is around the corner. And me being in Toronto, um, was a lot of hype about Aaron Judge who uh, just hit his uh, home run and he's looking to break the record now. So that should be interesting. I caught it live. Haven't watched a baseball game in a minute. But before we get into that, um, earlier today I went to the gym and um, I have a habit of not really looking around. I really don't like looking at people, especially when I'm working out. That's just me. There's certain people that love looking around. But to me, no, I can't be doing that, right? And um, so this one person comes up to me and they're like, hey, like, are you using the uh, squat rack? And I was like, yeah. And then they're like, but your stuff's not there. So one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm going to the gym, and I think a lot of people might be able to relate or could just be me being weird. I like to take some of myself because sometimes people are so unaware of uh, what people's belongings are there. Some people don't even care enough to see what people's belongings are there so what i do is i'm like okay i'm gonna quickly go get water and me having terrible luck what happens is that when i go get water and i take my keys and i take my phone i try to rush it i'm like please somebody don't take my bench don't take my bench don't take my squat rack don't take my squat rack i get there take the water and somebody's already on it so now they're like oh i didn't know you were here and i'm just like yeah that's kind of like my rack um they're like yeah but you didn't have your stuff here so we thought it was open and i'm like yeah but i just want to go get water and i really don't want to explain my story on why i don't leave my stuff there so can you just please leave me alone and like i got like a couple of sets left and then they'll be like oh okay like can i work in with you and it's like mm, he, he, i don't know i'm not the type of person to let people come in working with me but now you've made it super awkward and i don't really want to deal with that but now you're gonna stand there and watch me and i can't really say no so you've put me in a really weird situation and now I can't really focus on my workout. I know it's it's more of a me problem. I think there's some people that can relate to this. But that just happened at the gym today. And person came in. They smelled disgusting. Just threw off the entire workout. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't think I could really be doing that type of stuff. Just like leave me alone at the gym, please. Like I'm not talking to you. Like I just feel like I have good g- gym rules where... I see someone working out. I'm not really going to ask. I guess those people are just don't really care and they come up to you and they'll ask. So I guess I'm the weird one. But anyways, let's get into a show before we went into that side story. Because if you can relate, um, I know some people in there can relate. So I'm not alone, hopefully. But anyways, let's get into the uh, NFL talks, right? You guys all know that I'm a big, big Dallas Cowboys fan. And uh My team's kind of had a dilemma, not really a dilemma. The GM kind of forces it. Shout out Mr. Jerry Jones. 
Um, obviously, if you know you're a Cowboys fan, or uh, most people do hate Cowboys fans, but at the same time, we have the f- biggest fan base across the world. I was actually at my cousin's house, we were watching the game on Sunday. Not the game of Dallas, but we were just enjoying football. And if our red zone and the Bills and Miami Dolphins were playing, which was an amazing game again. But uh, he was kind of surprised. He's like, why is it that Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady is played on a Sunday, but the Cowboys playing the Giants gets the, gets, gets the Monday night, the primetime game? And then I had to explain it to him because he's kind of new to football. And I was like, did you know that like Dallas is has the biggest fan base so what is the nfl gonna do it's a they want to make that moolah so what they what are they gonna do they're gonna put dallas because no people diehard fans are gonna watch and a lot of people hate the cowboys at the same time so what we're gonna do is we're gonna leave dallas on the monday night game regardless of who they're playing right it does kind of make sense of brady and aaron Rodgers, but again at the same time it's the dallas cowboys and that's what happens when, when you're the number one team and you really don't care about winning super bowls but uh, the money comes in good I'm kind of joking about that. It's kind of been depressing of not being in the Super Bowl contention for like the last 10 years of me watching my Dallas Cowboys. The same story and I don't want to beat the dead horse so I'm not going to repeat that. But anyways, that's what I was explaining to him and I love giving uh, insight on uh, I guess when people don't know too much. It's kind of cool but uh, ESPN, if you're looking for a reporter right here, check out this podcast. I'm ready. Don't have those big words but I'm ready. (laughs) But anyways, so yeah, so the game comes around and... uh, Cooper Rush plays an amazing game. Uh, one thing that I've observed as a Dallas Cowboys fan so far, and I'm a realist fan, I don't buy into the hype. I remember when Des Bryant was declining and me, all my friends are sitting there watching them play the Eagles. I can't remember. It was the Giants 2016-2017 when they're coming off of that 13-3 and season. And Des was in decline and I could see and a lot of people were blaming Dak Prescott. And Dak had like a certain problem at this, I guess, because he wasn't the best thrower of the ball. He tends to overthrow or underthrow. He isn't the most accurate. He is no Tony Romo. And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to give Des the benefit of the doubt the first year when he was playing with Dak. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have his bully Tony Romo because Tony Romo knows where to put the ball. And it was a catch. That's what I'm relating to. Tony Romo just trusted Des like that, but Dak didn't. Dak was more of a safe thrower. But anyways, so when I watched that, uh, one thing I've realized with Cooper Cooper Rush or Cooper Kush, what some people are calling him, which is kind of funny, is that uh, when I watched him last year against the Vikings, he tended to make mistakes. I think he even had a pick or a couple picks, even against the Bengals when he started in uh, week two. There's a couple throws the Bengals could have picked off and it could have been a totally different scenario, but... Uh, this week against the Giants, and again, it's the Giants, and the Giants are celebrating. I remember I saw like a meme. I don't know if it was real or not, but the Giants were kind of celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl. I could think it's a meme from the Super Bowl, but anyways, like we're 2-0, and and they're like living it up in New York, which is kind of crazy to think, right? That's just when your team's been that bad, you get excited, I guess, right? When you're diehard fans like that. But anyways, uh, Cooper Rush had a really, really nice throw on my I was watching the game Monday night with my brother and even he's not the biggest uh, Dallas Cowboys fan and he was like Cooper Rush has a really nice touch on the ball he put up I would say at least three four throws where I was like damn like that's a really nice touch on the ball like I didn't see this last year against the Vikings Uh, again with the Vikings he again he's he, he just loves the fourth quarter but I didn't see that touch that throws where it was right in the hands of the receiver shadow CeeDee Lamb 
you could have made our boy Cooper Rush look a lot more nicer and give us an uh, even a better case for Cooper Rush to uh, have the QB dilemma, which I'm going to get into. But uh, he dropped it, but he made up for it, which we'll get into later. But anyways, Cooper Rush is throwing the ball amazing. And I was kind of surprised because I've seen Dak throw it. Like Dak, it's hit or miss, but I'm, I just, I can't trust him to be accurate like that like he makes plays but they're kind of weird in a way where like he'll run for the first down or he'll miss a wide open receiver or the ball will be high or his reads are on point i think steve young either said it on monday night football content as well that like cooper rush seems to go through his reads better than dak prescott which again as a dallas cowboys fan i agree with because i keep it real i'm like okay it makes sense i, I can totally see that because dak either tends to hold onto the ball and pat it for too long and then like you just he makes a terrible decision where he gets picked or he's close to getting picked or the it just misses receiver like the the timing between Dak and his receivers versus Cooper Rush who has very limited experience with the unit one seems to be the timing is a lot better with Cooper Rush than it is with Dak Prescott which doesn't make sense to me but anyways he played a great game uh cd dropped a beautiful ball by um cooper rush that was a td right because a lot of people were saying the defense held their own and they did led by michael parsons and uh, demarcus lawrence decided to show up and trayvon diggs could have easily had like two three picks but uh just one went through his hands and the other one he kind of just broke on it a little bit late and i'm kind of rooting for it because i was playing fantasy and i really needed dallas's defense to uh hold their own because if see if they take those two picks to the house and then he got one late and then i thought demarcus lawrence could have stripped a couple balls but daniel jones just turned into like michael Vick all of a sudden i was like why aren't we spying this man we know that he can't throw but why are we not spying this man but anyways they kind of figured that out later so uh we get into it. Then Cooper Rush with his boy Nolan Brown or Noen Brown, I think it is. Did they just have the best connection? Like this guy Brown is looking like the tier one receiver. Like he's like, who is C.D. Lamb? You can't even really tell the difference sometimes. I'm like, is that Nolan Brown or the C.D.? I think I'm not the only one. Like looking, I'm like, wait, is that C.D. or is that Nolan Brown? But anyways, he had a touchdown in the end zone that he clearly got grabbed, but the referees didn't call it, and the Giants fans were livid when. I think the what was his name uh, Sterling Shepard ran into uh, my boy Trayvon Diggs and they were like what the fuck like that was not a penalty what are you guys talking about I was like yeah but what about that penalty in the end zone that was like pretty blatant and you guys didn't call it right so Cooper Rush potentially had three touchdowns two of them which should have been caught one by CD and the other one should have like Nolan Brown was like open in the end zone but the CB just like tackled him and it's like the refs were like we're not gonna throw a play we're not gonna throw the flag <laughs> like I was like okay cool weird right so I think Cooper Rush has been playing pretty amazing um do we have a quarterback dilemma in Dallas I mean I guess the media likes it because that's all they've been talking about like is your Dak Prescott be worried about his job? And it's like, yeah, kind of, because he's probably like, like, I didn't really expect Cooper Rush to be playing at this elite of a level. But at the same time, he's probably be like, yo, this is a dub, right? Like, I'm, I think Dak is truly like a team player and he doesn't really mind Cooper Rush even getting whatever praises he's getting at the moment because he knows I'm getting paid a lot. Like, I'm Dallas' quarterback. They can't really like just let me go like that, right? But at the same time, here's my thing. I'm like, Cooper Rush continues to play. I really want to see him play against the Rams because that'll be a really good game. He's playing the Commanders next, and the Commanders just 
but they would put up a battle against the Eagles. But that game was kind of just I was like, okay, we gotta turn this off. Like I can't, I can't. Like the Eagles really haven't faced anybody, and I have a bunch of friends who are Eagles fans. And uh, the Commanders is, I just, I don't think Wentz is the guy. I just, I don't know what's happening with them, right? So I think that should be a pretty easy dub. But then the Cowboys, mean Cowboys, we usually lay an egg against teams that we should win against. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm just kind of hoping that we finally fix this. Because I'm tired of just the games we need to win, we should win. Like, please, God, football gods, please listen to me. I'm tired of this. We really, really need this game. Like, I don't want this game and the commanders win. And then it's it's just, it just I don't know, it just doesn't feel good. Because I've seen it too many times. Beat the teams we need to beat. Please. Please. Right. And I think we'll probably get the dub. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not wrong. But yeah, so that was the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, is CD like a true number one? I've been seeing this a lot. Um, he had Amari Cooper and the Cowboys just gave Amari Cooper for a bag of peanuts. And Amari Cooper is balling in Cleveland. Like I didn't think he was that washed. And I just, I don't know, but maybe Dallas didn't want to pay Amari like that. So they're like, you know what, CD, you're going to be number one. Even though I believe Michael Gallup's coming back this week. I have a post ready for Michael Gallup on my Instagram page, so be aware of that. But Gallup is back. So I think CD will have a little bit more of a breathing room where now he doesn't get that same type of coverage because you got to go cover Gallup. And Gallup, if Dak's more accurate, Gallup should... I mean, he had the least like four or five touchdowns he should have had in year one, but Dak Prescott either overthrew him or underthrew him. And again, that comes back to Dak's accuracy. That's something I've never seen improve with him, other than the one game I watched against the Bucks opening season last year. And I was like, damn, like Dak's really like pretty accurate. Like, is this what we really got? Like, he's really improved. And then he just goes back to up and down and up and down. And that's what you get with Dak Prescott. And I don't know, I don't really know if we can win with Dak like that, but we'll see. Season still in pretty high hopes. Uh, Eagles, hopefully they lose and Dallas Cowboys win. And uh, I'm rooting for Cooper Rush because. If Cooper Rush plays well and then Dak comes back, it's a good problem to have because I remember the Eagles when uh, I think it was Kevin Cobb and then uh, Nick Foles was kind of just like killing it during, I can't remember what year it was. It's kind of been old, but uh, the, the Eagles got, I think it was Kiko Alonso and like three, four first round picks uh, from the Bills at that time because they believed in Kevin Cobb like that. And I was like, yo, that's a pretty good trade. So there's a lot of NFL teams that need starting quarterbacks. And Cooper Rush could start for half those teams. And if we can get some very good assets for that, I'm down. I'm I'm down if we can get that, right? And that's something that I'm looking forward to. And hopefully Jerry makes the right plug and uh, trade. And we don't get finessed like we got fleeced with Amari Cooper. Like there's no way Amari Cooper should be worth a fifth round draft pick. Are you kidding me? We got him for a second. Then we give him, I think, or a first or a second. I don't remember uh vividly what that was but we gave up amari cooper for a fifth round draft pick for a fifth we got fleeced so hard by cleveland it's not even funny and i can't believe the cleveland fleece set us all teams hard to believe but anyways let's get into the lakers so the lakers uh finally were back here um uh, they had their uh i think their media day was on one day or tuesday i can't remember i kind of tuned into it while i was as work and uh said all the right things Russ kind of looks skinnier, and I know a lot of us aren't really kind of interested in Russ like that, but uh, yeah, he got the question asked like, hey, do you want to be here, or do you think the Lakers want you to be here, which is kind of a weird question to ask, and I thought Russ would give like a really, uh, just 
Horace gives the answers like, I don't really care if they don't want me here, but I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do, right? But he kind of answered it being like, Lakers are buying into you. Do you think the Lakers want you here? I mean, um, whether that they want me here or not, it doesn't really matter. Um, honestly, my job is to be a professional, show up to work like I've always done. Yeah, so we heard that from Russell Westbrook, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, it is what it is, right? Like, Russ has kind of accepted his fate, and uh, I guess we got to deal with Russell Westbrook. And Palinka came out and was saying, like, we got these two picks, and we got to make the right trade because we kind of effed up on this situation, and we're all in. We're in with LeBron. Like, we're going to use these picks, but we need to get the right deal, which I'm down with 100%. Like, if the rumor trades have been... Uh, Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and then um, you know you give up the two picks and then I think the Lakers give Russ and somebody else back which again is like a pretty good trade but does that put you over the top in the West I don't really know it gives you depth right you got Miles Turner who would probably be starting center and then you got Buddy Heal, who's a good shooter but anybody that comes to the Lakers just seems to fucking wet the bed so I don't really know if that's going to be like an elite situation where you know, like, even if LeBron's kicking it out, some of these guys just can't make shots. It's just like, you're in LA, you're starstruck, and you're like, this, the limelight's too big. Um, so I don't know who they could really get. Like, they Kyrie was, like, the offseason talk, but, like, he's just in a different world. Like, I don't even think nobody wants to deal with that at this moment. And then Anthony Davis comes out, which I was kind of looking forward to, and he's like, I got a chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm really trying to be dominant, which I like to hear from AD. Looks kind of, I guess, the same AD. Like, I don't really think too much has changed with him. But apparently, hey, yeah, he, report came out where I think he said that, like, his wrist was kind of mangled from last year and he wasn't shooting the best. Um, I kind of believe that because Anthony Davis is a pretty good shooter and he, in the bubble, like, all I remember is Anthony Davis in the bubble not missing any jump shots. Like, that's the Anthony Davis we need. We need him in the post. We need him to be dominant. And he's he said he's looking forward to being um, the option one. Like, this is what they're going for now. Like, he's going to be option one, right? Like, I need AD to, like, get on the block. And, like, I don't even care if he's doing his turnaround, but he needs to shoot, like, at least 20, 25 times and just be dominant. And then I also saw this uh, on the Lakers Reddit post where they have a shirt that says chip. Like, they all said they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Darvin Ham is, like, really like buying into that like hey guys we had a, i saw you guys you had a very disappointing season last year but defense is going to be the number one thing i think vogel said the same thing last year uh when he took over and the lakers bought in and they had that amazing run and i think it always starts with the defensive end and i guess lebron was kind of on like cruise control last year because he knew he knew it was like a wash season so he wasn't really like playing his ass off so i think now we got darvin ham we got patrick beverly we got good players that are committed to the defensive end. We got the young bucks in there. Young people, motivated. I think it's going to be a great season for the Lakers. I, I honestly have them going to the Western Conference Finals. I think LeBron kind of knows. And I think Anthony Davis is going to be primed to have a really, really good season this year. And I think a lot of people, like, this is my bold prediction for the Lakers, even before it's like the second training camp day. <laughs> but I think Russ is going to fit in perfectly well with the Lakers this year. I think he'll play a lot better. He's going to be accepting of the role. I think he'll respect Darvin Ham a lot more than he ever respected Frank Vogel, which is a huge difference because Vogel didn't really have, I guess, the playing experience like how Darvin Ham did. You got to remember, like, Darvin Ham was on those Pistons teams that even beat the Lakers, which is kind of, like, weird to think. But we also had Ben Wallace in the building. We all know how Ben Wallace is. is like, a defensive anchor, hustle. Like, he just hustled. I remember walking Ben... The only thing I know about Big Ben, I remember as a young kid, we, as kids we used to talk about, was like this man used to wear 
headbands on his arms. That's how big this dude was. And he blocked Shaq. And his defensive intensity was always there. And that's something that I guess even Darvin Ham having him there, like, kind of just sets the tone. Like, this is the type of defense we're kind of play. I'm not saying the Lakers are going to be the Pistons on the defensive end, but Darvin Ham comes from that system. And we could look forward to great things, right? And you always see you got LeBron. And I think LeBron will play like. I think he'll. Should be going to point guard. Move Russ to the two, in my opinion, or move him to the three, and then you could put Patrick Beverly at the two. And you got your team again from, I guess, the 2020 championship where you now you got AD and you got Brian in the middle, right? I honestly think that team could do damage, but we'll see. There's a lot coming out. We'll see what their Lakers aren't even done yet, which is crazy to think about. So we'll see what the Lakers do. I'm, I'm hyped for this season though, but. Uh, basketball season's around the corner we got my Dallas Cowboys making moves kind of expecting disappointment but you gotta be hopeful because I don't know I just want to see them win a couple playoffs game and get to the NFC championship game and that's not what I'm wishing for my two bold predictions for this year or my wishes is that the Cowboys make it to the NFC championship game somehow some way figure it out tired of being a laughing stock of the NFL you make enough money we get enough national tv media attention we get all the games on tv just do not lose in the first round of the playoffs because it's going to be very 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 tough and i know dallas cowboys fans are still going to watch them but if you've been like for me i've been watching them since 06 and i've seen the same shit over and over again it's kind of getting annoying there comes a point in your life when you're watching a team and you're just like this team isn't really trying to win a championship like the same mistakes can't be happening i've watched football too long and it's it's tough man there were just teams that make it and they don't have the same spotlight but you're the dallas cowboys man this is what comes with being a dallas cowboy we gotta get to that nfc championship and i'm just so hopeful we at least get there tired of these wins man we won like last couple years and we won a playoff game but like that's not it man get to the nfc championship game get over the huddle get over the fucking huddle tired of this shit and then with the Lakers, let's go, man. Hype for this season. Edie says he's all in. LeBron says he's all in. Coach just says he's all in. Said he's going to hold people accountable. We got the chip shirts out here. Looks like LA is going to be back. The Lakers are coming back, which I'm kind of excited for. And the NBA season should be good around. We'll see what the Suns do. The West is going to be stacked. The Warriors are looking to be the Warriors. Clay Thompson comes back healthy. The East is out there with the Nets. It's going to be a fun, fun NBA season. And then the NFL is the NFL. And then quickly before we end the podcast, shout out to my boy Aaron Judge. Haven't really been following baseball to the way I used to when I was younger. But uh, the man's making history. And uh, I guess the reason I kind of stepped away from baseball when I was younger is like everybody was just using like PEDs or steroids and it kind of just like fucks up the game, right? So, I mean, I grew up watching like Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Albert Pujols. I'm not saying like, I'm not using all of them, but David Ortiz was one of my favorite players, Manny Ramirez. Like it was kind of fun, like watching all these people, man. But kind of baseball was, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to follow everything. But shout out to Aaron Judge. Got to see that home run live is kind of crazy i'm like he's doing it right now he just needs one more to break the record and he's gonna get paid man and he deserves to get paid i love when guys bet them bet on themselves shout out to my boy lamar jackson bet on yourself and like you make the most money like you have to bet on yourself right and uh that's been the podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed 
And for the first time, I, I just unhook my mic and I'm holding it like I'm actually doing an interview where it's like literally in my face. So if it is kind of making like a staticky noise, I apologize. We're trying something different because when I attached it to my desktop, it just it just kept falling and I just couldn't adjust it. So you know what? I'm like, I'm going to be a live interviewer and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hold it in my face. It might be a little bit too far, but it is what it is. And we're going to make progress and we're going to be doing podcasts a lot more you know what i'm gonna try to do a podcast every single day till the end of october i know i might not fulfill that for like to the end but we are gonna try it it, it just i just want to try it right i got the setup that i like that's been your podcast follow me on instagram where i post daily not daily maybe here and there when the posts go viral um we post highlight clips we post from like media i like to edit and sometimes i get people liking me shout out to jeremy shockey and charles woodson for liking my post shout out to bill's mafia i use one of the artist's music and he's like yo like thanks for using which was kind of cool i guess i like it kind of when you put in the time and the effort it's kind of cool when people respect you back on it right and jeremy shockey is always like a player that i watch always wanted him the cowboys but uh, shout out to jeremy shockey for liking my video that I made of you amazing catch up with Brian Dawkins in the playoffs. <laughs> That's been your podcast, guys. Have a great day and have a great night wherever you are. Peace.